Okay, I would like to bring up the next act, act, performer, vendor, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, Brian Wolford and Tony Wash are not just podcasters, but they're filmmakers too. They also have a table, so when, and after they talk, we're going to be taking an, another 15-minute music break, if you will. So make sure you visit all the vendors, order food, and... Uh, Brian, Tony? I think this is the quietest bar I've ever been in. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Ooh. Hooray. All right. Uh, hello, I'm Brian Wolford. I'm a filmmaker slash author slash podcaster slash too much time on my hands. And my name's Tony Wash. I'm a filmmaker. I do some podcasting as well. Uh, I have four feature-length movies I've completed. We also run World of Death, which is a web series that runs through the website bloodydisgusting.com, and it is a web series that features short horror films from around the world that we've collected. We have over 400 movies representing more than 40 countries. We do have discs over there that you can pick up that have a collection of the short films on them. I also have some of my other features and short films as well, so come over and take a look. We have trailers playing on the computer. And uh, tonight, we're going to spend a few minutes talking to you guys about... 80s horror movies. Yes, we figure with... <laughs> there we go. Exactly. We figure with the holiday close at hand and everybody having a weekend where they might want to sit all cuddled up on the couch with some popcorn and their favorite cuddle buddy, uh, <laughs> we've got some movies that you can find on Amazon and iTunes and Netflix and such that you may not have seen and may pass over because there's so many other films out there. So these are some of our favorites. Yeah, we're specifically going to be talking about obscure 80s horror movies you may not have known to search out, but that you definitely should. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I don't care. All right, I'll start. So number five on my list is 1989's Death Spa, which is a great movie. Oh, and I say great, I don't mean good. <laughs> I just mean it's a great movie. Uh, Why is it great? So this guy owns a health club that is state-of-the-art. They have a 19, you know, 1989 computer that runs everything in the spa. And his wife dies under mysterious circumstances and may have possibly possessed this computer which somehow makes wall tiles fly off and kill people and shocks people in the shower. And, yeah, so his clientele starts dying one by one. It's, again, a great movie, not a good movie. Really throws a stick in the spokes of your jazzercise session, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe last time I watched that one, it was on Amazon Prime. So you can still find it and watch it. Yeah. And enjoy it as much as I did. It's got a pretty interesting cover, so it's, it's easy to spot if you're on the lookout for Death Spa. Um, my first one to bring up would be Hell Night, which some of you may have seen. It stars uh, Linda Blair of the Exorcism or Exorcist fame. I see somebody over there pumping their fists in the air. They're excited about it. Yeah. Uh, 
So Hell Night is is a movie. It's very typical where you've got a group of college kids who decide that on um, on Hell Night, you know, when the fraternities and sororities are hazing their newbies, they're going to take them to the town's reputed haunted house and have them spend the night there. And the older fraternity brothers have set up some some pranks and sounds and stuff to scare them. I mean, this is early 80s, so you got to figure nowadays they'd have holograms and all sorts of crap, but back then, you know, <laughs> they had sounds and, and lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and so they have to basically spend the night in this house and they come to realize that there's, there's not just these fake pranks and stuff going on, but there's actually a entity uh, and potentially even a being inside the house that's been hiding out and uh, starts stalking them one by one, killing them off in various delightfully bloody ways. Um, and it's just one of those movies that you may have heard of it, you may have seen it, but it kind of flies under the radar because there's so many other awesome 80 horror movies that you just may not have ever really caught this one. So I highly recommend Hell Night. Yeah, if anybody knows of 80s movies, it's this guy over here. Oh, yeah. Don't you have an 80s-themed movie that's going to be up for sale soon? I do. Uh, in the next like couple weeks, it's actually available now on the internet. You can go to Popcorn Flicks and watch it for free, as long as you don't mind some commercials. Or you can go to Amazon or iTunes. It's called Skeletons in the Closet. I'm wearing the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Sell some, some shameless self-promotion. Um, but it's basically uh, an Elvira meets Tales from the Crypt type of story where you've got um, a woman who's killed her husband and keeps his body in the basement, kind of like Norman Bates with Psycho. And every week she goes down to the basement and watches a movie with him. And since she murdered him, he's not exactly thrilled to be spending time with her. So they have a very uh, married with children, Peg and Al Bundy dynamic about them. Um, but it's an 80s anthology film. And like I said, it's available on the Internet now or you can purchase Blu-ray copies from me and DVDs as well. If you come to the table, we can do a pre-order. Um, but yeah, I'm a big 80s nut, so when Brian said he wanted to do this top five obscure 80s movies, I was like, okay, I can do this. I believe you were like, all right. Yeah, I was like, all right. So, what's your next one? Uh, my number four is 1981's Evil Speak. Now, it's not often you get to hear the sentence, Clint Howard stars... <laughs> As a military cadet who, of course, gets bullied by all of his other classmates. Um, but he finds through, he's been, he's been tasked with cleaning out the basement of this military academy, which is built on a previous satanic uh, summoning ground. Of course it has. As you do. Um, and he finds this book full of Latin phrases, uh, feeds it into these newfangled things called computers in 1981. And the computer translates the book, thus giving him access to summon demons and cast spells on his bullies. Um, it's awesome. Again, Clint Howard is the main star of this movie. For those of you who don't know, Clint Howard is the younger brother of famous Ron Howard, you know, of Andy Griffith fame, <laughs> and pretty much every Academy Award winning movie of the last 25 years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is his little brother who's been in like 300 obscure movies <laughs> in the last 35, 40 years. Uh, yeah, see, I mean, I didn't want to say that. I'm in front of a group of people. That makes me sound like a real jerk. But yeah, he's, he's an interesting looking guy, that's for sure. I was going to say he kind of looks like Ron Howard, but he looks like Ron Howard that got left out in the sun. <laughs> so he sort of melted a little bit. 
That, that, yeah. yeah that's, that's a nice way of putting it, I guess. Uh, also, Richard Mall of Night Court fame, uh, known as Bull Shannon, the big bald bailiff from Night Court, for all of you old enough to remember that show. He was also in House, if you've ever seen House, yes, he was. the 80s horror film, which is a great yep. 80s horror film. It's one of my favorites. Um, so my, f- my number four would be, uh, it's called The Boogans. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of The Boogans before. It's, uh, you should. Yeah, well, no, I'm not surprised nobody spoke up and said, yeah, they've heard of it. Um, so it's, Stephen King actually thinks it's a really awesome monster movie. That's the quote that's on the cover of the VHS tape that I own of that movie. <laughs> yes, that's correct. I bought that in, I think, 1998 from Best Buy on VHS. Because I saw it and I was like, holy crap. There's an 80s horror film I haven't seen in, this, in the store. I got to buy it. And it's called The Boogans. And I need called, it. called The Boogans, which who knows where that even stems from. Because it's not like they walk around in the movie and say, oh, these are The Boogans. Um, so basically, The Boogans is about a group. It's an early 80s horror movie, very low budget. But it's about a couple of guys who, with their girlfriends, are going to this Colorado mining town to reopen this silver mine uh, with the help of some older gentlemen that want to kind of get it up and running again. And when they open this mine, which has been shut down many years before for mysterious reasons, it turns out that it's because there are monsters in this mine. Um, So if you've seen recent movies like The Descent, um, that might kind of have a a similar thematic feel to it. Significantly slower paced, but, uh, you know, it does a good job of building atmosphere. Lots of really cool, creepy dark nights in caves and old cabins and stuff. And it's just a really fun, atmospheric movie that uh, is a great movie to watch again in the middle of the night on a cold night like tonight um, when you're cuddling with those you love. When they close a mine, it's never a good idea to reopen it. It sounds it's like it's obviously been closed for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I they never it. usually tell you, "Well, we closed it because of monsters," but you nobody should just believes know them. better. Nobody would believe them. Mm. So, needless to say, it's a fun movie. There's nobody famous in it, so you're not going to be seeing any stars or anything. But there's a really cute dog in the movie named Tiger <laughs> um, that the monsters, I don't think they eat. So don't worry. You're not going to have to worry about being all sad and crying. It only eats people. So The, right, monsters, your... the monsters are awesome from what I remember. <laughs> and by awesome, I mean just like Death Spa. They're great. Oof. What's your fourth one? <laughs> My third one? Oh, your third one. Not even keeping count. Uh, so mine is 1981's Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Uh, I see some fans already, as you should be. Uh, this was a made-for-TV movie on CBS, and it's got Larry Drake, uh, which everybody in the horror community would probably know as Dr. Giggles. Oh. Uh, he was also on uh, L.A. Law, I believe. Dark Man which is another fantastic movie. There we go. Um, Some fans. So Larry Drake is a mentally challenged man in this small town who hangs out with this little girl, and they, like, um, I don't know, they were making, like, flower necklaces or just doing whatever people did in the 80s before cell phones. (laughs) And uh, she decides, I'm going to sneak into this old lady's backyard, and he tells her not to do it. But she does it anyway, and it turns out there's like a Rottweiler back there that attacks her and almost kills her. So then he picks her up and, you know, takes her home. And uh, his best line when he walks up to the door, then someone's like, what happened? He's like, Bubba didn't do it. Which is great. Um, 
And of course, all the uh, aggro men in the uh, small town decide, well, this guy obviously killed this little girl. So let's go hunt him down and beat him up. And so they, they do, but he decides to go out into the field and dress up in the scarecrow outfit. So hopefully they wouldn't be able to find him. But they do and stab him with a pitchfork. And then, of course, uh, since it's a small town and it's the 80s and this guy has mental problems, the court decides, nah, they're not in trouble for nothing. It's okay. Uh, And then mysteriously, uh, they start dying one by one. And sometimes uh, a scarecrow will mysteriously pop up in their field because it's a farming community. Um, So then the question is, is someone coming, taking revenge on these people because his mother is very upset? Or has Bubba come back in the form of a scarecrow to take his revenge? For a made-for-TV movie, it is awesome. It's really good. And I'm saying it's like really tense, which is surprising for a 1980s television movie. So was Invitation to Hell, though. Did anybody see that piece of crap? <laughs> <laughs> I did when I was like four, and it traumatized me. Let me tell you. My number three would be The House by the Cemetery. Has anybody ever seen that movie? Because it's absolutely amazing. It's terrible, but it's absolutely amazing. So it's Lucio Fulci, who's an Italian director. Um, He and Dario Argento are kind of the most popular uh, horror filmmakers from Italy. And uh, they absolutely reigned supreme in the 80s with a lot of really terrible but awesomely artistic horror films. Super bloody, really gory. Um, House by the Cemetery is kind of the third in the tier of popularity with Lucio Fulci's films, his most popular being Zombie and uh, The Beyond, um, which are also really awesome, but they're not as obscure. If you're even remotely an 80s horror fan, I would hope you would have seen at least one of those two movies. Isn't Zombie the one that has the zombie versus the shark in it? Yes, there's a zombie that fights a shark. Um, which is really hard to believe that I think the zombie actually yeah. wins. Yeah, there's not, it's not a joke. It's an underwater shot of a zombie full-on punching and biting yes. a great white yes, shark. a great it's white awesome. shark. And how did they shoot that? I do not know, because CGI know. didn't exist in, like, 1981. Yeah, but um, it's amazing. Yes. Zombie also has a, a scene where a woman gets her eyeball penetrated by a wood splinter. It's disgusting. So if you like that type of stuff, watch it, but... If you're not morbid, I do not suggest it because it's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Um, so House by the Cemetery is basically a, a ripoff of The Shining where you've got a scientist who is going to this house to spend some time with his wife and his son um, and research this legend of this doctor that had lived in the area. Now, he knows that the doctor lived in the house, but he doesn't tell his wife or his son that the doctor lived in the house. So they move into this old house. It's super creepy. The basement's locked up for some reason, boarded up and everything. Always and a good sign. It always, it always happens and, and ends up leading to bad things, very, very bad things. And so the house is haunted, and it's also got this dude who's you know kind of killing people one by one. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I have a theme with my favorite movies here. Um, <laughs> So it's just a really great movie. It's got some really awesome atmospheric moments in it. Uh, The kid in the movie is absolutely annoying, beyond belief. The way that they dubbed this little Italian boy, his name is Bob, and he just walks around like, Mom! Mom! And that's his voice in the movie. I'm not even kidding. He sounds Um, like Mickey Mouse. 
He sounds like Mickey Mouse. Yes, exactly. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but that movie's pretty much available anywhere. I highly recommend watching it because it's a lot of fun. If you like 80s horror movies, it's a lot of fun. And that, of the five movies that I have on my list, is probably my favorite one. I'm not saying it's the best one, but it's my favorite one. I feel like Bob needs punch right in the face. You, you want to punch a kid in the face? Uh, specifically Bob, yes, because wow. he's that annoying. Wow, these people aren't going <laughs> to like us because they think you're mean. Uh, to Bob, I would be very mean. I would not punch a kid in the face, ladies and gentlemen. You can still buy my movies. Though. Okay, there you go. You got, you got one fan, Yeah, Brian. he knows what's up. Uh, my number two is 1989's Leviathan. Mm. All right. All right, it's got a good reception. Um, so this one stars RoboCop, Peter Weller. Yeah. Uh, and he leads a mining crew that mines silver, I believe it was, at the bottom of the ocean. So they're in like this little, I don't know, underground thing. And then they go out in uh, like high-tech like water suits and mine silver. I don't know. That's not important. Um, <laughs> but they discover this Russian ship at the bottom of the ocean that has a bunch of weird stuff on it. So, they, of course, when you find weird stuff, first thing you do is you bring it back into your base that, you know, you can't escape from because you're underwater. And then it turns out that if you get infected with this, um, you turn into a giant monster. Yeah. It's like genetic experiments. The Russians yeah. were doing these genetic experiments on the ship, and when they realized that the experiments were out of control... Uh, and, and actually taking over the crew, they decided to sink the ship intentionally. Mm-hmm. And so it's been buried under the sea for you know however many years, and then these idiots stumble upon <laughs> it. And Daniel Stern, who you will probably know from yes. Home Alone, uh, he was one of the... Uh, the wet, what the wet bandits. The wet bandits. Yeah. Uh, he is the one who goes into the ship and finds this safe in the ship and is like, woo, we got treasure. And he opens it up and there's just a bottle of vodka. But he thinks that that's great because apparently that's treasure to him. Yeah. So he drinks the vodka, the poisons in the vodka, and, you know, and, the rest is history. Yeah, essentially if you are a fan of John Carpenter's The Thing, yes. this is like The Thing underwater. It's fantastic. There's giant monsters. Uh, Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters is in it. Yep. And uh, if, if, if anybody likes 80s movies, it's directed by George Cosmatos, which is mm. the famous director of Rambo 2 yeah. and Cobra, starring Sylvester Cobra. Stallone, which are like two of the best 80s movies in the world. So, you know, you got to give Leviathan a watch. It's a pretty great movie. You did not include Commando in that list. He didn't direct Commando. I know, but Commando is one of the greatest <laughs> 80s movies of all time. <laughs> you should just be saying that in general. Oh, man. Okay. My number two is my number two is a really really unknown movie. It's called Superstitions, and it was like an early '80s movie about a family that is run by a priest. Uh, the father's a priest, and he's kind of like the the bad seed of the the um, the church that he's involved with. And so they're kind of like trying to give him this last um, last chance to to succeed, so to speak. And so they have him move into this house that is possessed and filled with this the spirit of this witch that cursed the land because she had been um, accused of witchcraft in the 1700s and it ends up that she actually was a witch and so she puts a curse on the land they burn her alive everybody thinks everything's hunky-dory because they you know took care of the witch well lo and behold 
the curse actually works and she maintains a presence on the land and kills everybody that's on it. And so I remember renting this when I worked at a video store. I was like 15 years old, so this is the mid-90s. And this is one of those movies where I'm like, I've never seen this. And I was renting every 80s horror film I could find at the time because, as Brian said, I'm a bit of a nut for the genre, especially in that decade. And I took it home and I watched it. And it's just really cool because I'd never heard of it before. And at the time, I knew a lot about horror films because I'm a nut about them. And it's just got some awesomely extravagant deaths in it. Like, somebody gets killed with, like, a, a circular saw blade that, like, bounces out of the saw and, like, bounces across the room and, like, skips into this dude's chest and keeps spinning. I mean, it's, like, totally obscenely <laughs> stupid, right? It, it makes no sense whatsoever. Physics but don't work that a, way. A, a guy gets cut in half in a window. Like, the window closes on him, and he gets cut in half, and he's all like, oh, I'm cut in half, you know, and stuff like that. Oh, so, is that an actual line? Because that would be the best ever. No. I'm embellishing oh. so that they go watch the movie. All right, all right. Um, so, yeah, so needless to say, su- Superstition is a, a hell of a lot of fun, and it's out there. It's very obscure. Of every movie on my list, that's probably the most obscure and hard to find. But I highly recommend that if you can find it, you give it a watch because it's a lot of fun. All right, my number one. Ooh. Do we need a drum roll or something? I know. So my number one is a movie from 1984 called Dreamscape. Oh, yeah. We got some fans. These people know good movies. Uh, so this movie uh, has Dennis Quaid as a young psychic who can uh, sort of... Finds out he has a weird power where he can project himself into people's dreams. And evil... Max von Sydow, well, maybe not evil Max von Sydow, but this evil corporation that Max von Sydow works for uh, wants to bring him in, do experiments on him to see how they can use this power of projecting into different people's dreams and how that could work. Little does he know that another agent at the company is trying to militarize this so they could project people like during war into like the enemy's minds and kill them in their sleep and all that kind of stuff. Um, once Dennis, and of course, uh, the vice prince, vice president, I can't remember if it's the president or the vice, but I think it's the vice president, comes to this institute because he's having nightmares. So, of course, the evil corporation decides now's a great time to send our evil agent into his dream to kill him. And Dennis Quaid decides, no, I'm not going to let that happen. Uh, throughout this movie, Dennis Quaid has to fight a snake man which is a giant man that is a snake. <laughs> so it's an appropriate name, Thus Snake Man. the name. <laughs> uh, the special effects are pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I just love this movie. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's got George Went, Norm from Cheers. He's like a reporter that's trying to like expose this company or whatever. Um, yeah, fantastic movie. I caught it like on TV when I was like 10. And was obsessed with it. And it wasn't available anywhere, like, forever. And now it's out on Blu-ray. And it's awesome and amazing. Uh, It was written and directed by Chuck Russell. And Chuck Russell decided, if we ever do a sequel, I have some ideas that I would like to use. And they never did make a sequel. But Chuck Russell went on to direct a movie involving dreams called Nightmare on Elm Street 3. And took a lot of those ideas and put it into Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which 
I think we can all agree, is the greatest Nightmare on Elm Street movie besides the first one. True. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so thus, I just love this movie. Dreamscape. Everybody should look it up. Check it out. It's a good time. What's your number one? All right. We'll shut up after this. We promise. Um, <laughs> so our, my number one movie is called Creature. Okay, if you haven't noticed, I'm a big fan of monster movies. I'm a big fan of haunted house movies. Creature is directed by William Malone. You probably have no idea who that is, which is fine because he hasn't really done that much. But he did a crappy movie from like the early 2000s called Fear.com. He also did uh, the remake to House on Haunted Hill, if anybody saw that, which was okay throughout majority of the film. Um, but Creature is a blatant ripoff of Alien, like down to people on a spaceship, going to a planet because there's stuff on the planet and they want to check it out. And so they get to the planet. The only difference is they kind of incorporate a second group of like a, a like it's like two warring like corporations, you know, kind of thing. Like, cause in the future, you know, there's no countries, there's just corporations and it's all run by companies. And so there's this other corporation that's there to try and get whatever they want to get off the planet. And they've already discovered this creature. And, uh, essentially, this creature is just, it's killed off the entire crew of this other ship. The nuke found people come, they check out this ship, they find the creature as well, it starts killing them off one by one. And you, you listen to my description, and I'm not doing it justice. When I say it's a blatant alien ripoff, <laughs> it is, but it's a cool alien ripoff because it, it doesn't do everything that alien does, and it's a lot more cheesy. I mean, it's very Roger Corman in a lot of ways, so if anybody knows that name, they may want to steer clear, but uh, it's Aww. just a lot of fun. Roger Corman's good. I think Roger Corman's good, but some people in here might have taste. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, lots of good blood and guts. Uh, some really cool death scenes. The monster's a little hokey. It's like they all decided, every alien ripoff decided to take the alien monster and like multiply him in size by like 10, which just makes mm. him look all like hokey and you know lumbering and everything. Um, but again, it's, it's a fun movie. And when he said, let's do five obscure horror films from the eighties, I was like, that's about as obscure as you can get, <laughs> but you can see creature anywhere. Again, I think most of these are probably all on Amazon. Yeah. So you can go there and rent them for two bucks and it's, it's not a waste of money. It's going to be a good time. I highly recommend drinking some alcohol while you're doing this because that'll make it more fun. I just assumed everybody was drinking alcohol, watching any horror movies. Yes. Although the best thing to do when drinking alcohol is purchase my movie, It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To. Why should people purchase It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To? It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To is a choose-your-own-adventure movie. So you can use your DVD remote and move your way through the movie like you're playing a game. And if you kill the characters, you've got to start over again. So that's a lot of fun to do with a bunch of friends drinking. <laughs> It's the first movie he ever made, and it's my favorite. So for me, for Tony, it's just been downhill ever since the first movie. <laughs> truth. Total um, truth. Yeah, so I do a podcast called The Midnight Drive-In. It's all about horror, exploitation, and cult films. Uh, if you want to check out anything else, head over to geeknerdery.com, which is the website I run. Uh, and if you want to see some of those guys' movies, I know he's got his laptop out playing trailers over to the table. So you can preview before you buy, but you should buy all of them anyway. Ah, oh, you're sweet. And where can people find you at on the interwebs? Uh, my website is scotchworthy.com, but just come over. If you're interested even remotely in anything that we're talking about, just come over and talk to us. Okay? Thanks for listening to us, guys. <laughs> all right. Thank you.